It is Wednesday, April 5th, 2023, and you're listening to episode number 10 of This Ain't Iowa, volume two. thought I was going to forget the volume too, didn't you, Tony? Yes, because you did. Because you I did. were waiting for I me to I actually completely the music. forgot. <laughs> I was. I was like, "What's this guy's fucking?" Oh, right. Um, and I was all excited because we were going to celebrate our tenth episode, and you know, for the most part, it's been you know, on air has been pretty clean. Uh, off air, I mean, there's oh. a good six minutes of each episode where I can't hear you and I can't figure out what the problem is. Yep. Um, but other than that, I think it's been good. Did you think we'd make it to 10? Yes, absolutely. I know how much you, you felt love good about 10. hearing the sound of your own voice yeah. and performing to a crowd. <laughs> yeah. So I thought we were going to have no trouble. Um, this is the only show I've ever launched where I thought, yeah, we're gonna Umbra. we're gonna get to to twenty five or thirty without an issue. After that, and I have no promises because <laughs> our content runs out after that. We've we've, we've done you. the whole back catalogue at the, that point, and you're only doing one stand up date a year. Has that uh, been and gone, or is that coming up? <laughs> no, I just did it. Uh, and next, well, I'll save it for next week. But yeah, boy, do I have a story about that. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to get to our guest today, but I do just want to give a couple of quick shout outs. We had a few new people uh, uh, check in. Rich1516, who he's an old school listener. I've had a chance to uh, have a few uh, uh, meetups with him. He finally found us. Uh, so welcome uh, to this, to the new version. Dostoy. And then uh, George Gets Better wrote a very nice post on the discord saying uh, you know that he had missed the show and that he would listen to me describe paint dry which is very kind but i bet you he didn't listen to table for eight uh, <laughs> so i'm not uh, i'm not holding out hope well remember uh, so how yeah, we used well, to have yeah. april fool's episodes i was thinking one day we <clears> could <throat> get you first to do five minutes of just reading a phone book or an internet version of a <laughs> phone book and then get you to and see describe the uh, chemical properties that involve drying paint and let's see if people really do believe what they say i don't think they do you know what yeah that's a that's a good point you want to talk about when we run out of content let's let's see if these fuckers put their money where their mouth is everybody says they just want to hear me uh, talk about bullshit let's see if it's really uh as exciting as you think it is yeah and it's, uh, it's anyway, not speaking, so much yeah. your voice you don't have a creamy Barry White-esque voice. It's the content that comes out of your mouth. I'm sorry, that that wasn't mm. you're not the smoothest gentleman ever, as far as I your just voice thought goes. I did. This is the news to me. This is that's the whole reason I was doing this. God damn it. Thought I was nailing it. Um, listen, it's funny that you mentioned April Fools because our guest today was part of one of our all-time great April Fools prank. Please welcome Wooden Spoon, what is up, buddy? What's up, mates? <laughs> you know what I, you know what I love so good, uh, so much about that episode that you were on the, um, the the, uh, the April Fools episode that we did is the whole like, like we roped you in. We're like, hey man, just you know whatever, two or three minutes. Let's make up a story where you bang a stripper in a closet, and then it ends up being twenty minutes. I forget it's fake, and I'm totally wrapped up in this story. And you're like, guys, I don't. This didn't happen. Like, I don't want to keep doing this. That was an awkward one. I apologize for putting you in that position. Well, well I'm a little disappointed because you said this is episode ten, I believe. I, I thought yeah. I thought this was episode one of the Paint Drive podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be like Randa. I demand to be on one through three. Um, well, first of first of all, it's uh, it is great to hear from you, uh, a, a true legend of this in Iowa. I I want to talk. Uh, obviously, we want to kind of hear about what what you've been up to since, and a little bit about how we found you. But first, most important things first. Uh, we are now officially done with March Madness. How'd you do, bro? Uh, well, ooh, 
I think the whole tournament, and I, I, I was a little bit ahead. Uh, I kind of fucked myself last night. Um, before the final four, I took UConn uh, minus 115. I just put 2,300 on, um, on them to win the whole tournament. Because I felt pretty. Why sure. are you disappointed? <laughs> well, no, because I, I fucked myself last night because I, I got a little bit nervous and I thought, fuck, San Diego State have been, you know, fuck, they beat Alabama, they, you know, and mm-hmm. so I ended up hedging off half of hedging it, hedging it, yeah, hoping, you know, hoping for the middle, but it, and it was looking okay right at the end, and then, well, you know, with a minute, two minutes to go, maybe it was what it was six or five or six, and I thought, shit, this may happen, but yeah, then they so ran I, away with it. Yeah, so I cleared what I cleared like eight fifty or something. So because I gross. (laughs) (laughs) Well, congrats, man. That's great. I I notoriously do horrendously on the tournament, but I did. I I, at least I think I finished even or maybe a tiny bit ahead. I I had UConn last night, and uh, so at least maybe it just seems like I did better because I won the last possible bet. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just the worst. But yeah, I'm I'm the worst. Do you remember back uh, in the at, day uh, in March Madness but. when Tommy Dutch yeah. was involved in this show and he had the idea mm-hmm. of getting an office just for the month of March to mm-hmm. um, essentially professionally gamble through the month of March. I have no idea why he needed an office. He wasn't going to give out um, Don Best kind of tips or whatever else. He just wanted to have an office where he could run these sums or whatever formula he had in his head for betting college basketball. I don't know what his idea was with that office. Well, and he also lived alone. So like what, what office did he need to go? His life was an office. Just sit at your house. Like, I don't know, but he, he, yes, he, he used to really get into it. He was a big college basketball guy and, uh, and like to delve into it. But I agree with you. I, I don't know what the office was for. Um, Spoon, I am excited to kind of hear about what your life has been up to uh, uh, these last 10 years or so. But let's let's just do a real quick, you know, uh, recap of, of how we found you. We actually, I think our first introduction to you was through your ex-wife. She she was the first one that started posting on our old school mes- message boards, right? Right, right. Yeah, I, I had been listening to the show for quite a while, but then I brought her, you know, on board and said, Hey, you got to check this show out. It's pretty awesome. And then she said, I kind of want to post, but I don't know what username to use. And then, and yeah, but she posted first and then, um, just everything started from there, obviously. But, uh, yeah. Right. So. And she, she kind of initially got a lot of immediate attention because we weren't really big in the female listener community. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, go ahead, Tom. Can you hear him, Jay? Sorry, I, mean, I, I was muted. That was my fault. I okay, did, thank I pulled God, because I was going to say, it, this I, better not be. I pulled it, Brian. I was just going to say that as bad as our <laughs> female listenership is and was, we probably still do better than Joe Rogan has ever done. I don't reckon he <laughs> would have had be. three female listeners total. You might be right. Um, anyway, so yeah, so she kind of, uh, you know, she got in sort of instant attention for being one of the very few um, uh, female listeners and, uh, and was very sort of provocative and out there. But then, you know, you came on board and, uh, you know, once you got past like the the glitz and glamour of like a pretty lady, we sort of figured out that you were sort of the, the treasure trove of of true damage that we that we thrive on on, on the scene, Iowa. <laughs> and you became a... a yeah, that, that you and you became a big uh, sort of star in, in your own right. Uh, I, I have to I have to ask uh, two questions. Number one, do you still have the tattoo, bro? Uh, you know, I do. It's okay if you don't. <laughs> no, I do. I was gonna. Uh, well, honestly, I was gonna do an April, April Fools, but then you guys brought it up so much. I think. <laughs> fly now. <laughs> yeah. Now you know what? It's better. It's better that way because. My feelings would have been hurt for real. Um, well, yes. I'm kind of thinking, should I tell Brian that I was going to do this or not? I thought it would be funnier that, if you guys, you know, but, but yeah, so. That actually, that would have been super solid to be, to be honest, that would have been a great, great April Fool's. Um, but okay. Yeah. So, so Spoon is the only, only person as far as I know that has a TAI related tattoo on his body. He has the Scrabble tiles with TAI on, uh, on his like lower leg there, which was. 
that was both a humbling and terrifying uh, <laughs> realization when we when we found that out. Uh, but I'm 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 still honored. Now, uh, of course, um, you know I, uh, you know, before we even get to what you're doing now, Tony, I have to ask you: Do you have a uh, a either wooden spoon or spoons together moment in your mind that sticks out to you? A favorite spoon story that we can we can get him to kind of remember well it's not so much a favorite spoon memory it's actually the moment that i missed at a tycon oh oh boy which is the moment that (laughs) sticks out in my mind do you know what i'm speaking about spoon uh i'm gonna guess at mcmullins maybe was it mcmullins where that took place i don't think it was you talking about the circus circus um, <laughs> that involved Troy Bohunk and oh and Troy's ex- and uh, yeah and Spoon's ex wife yes yeah that was that was a weird that was a weird vibe uh, I have to say lap dance I maybe you missed it because you were oh, sick yeah. one to one I don't remember which one it was but oh, then uh, I thought you were talking about McMullins because uh, she showed her. Yes, that, uh, was, that, that was correct, Spoon. It was the McMullins moment I was talking about. If you want to talk us through that moment, how that came about, um, whether it was Troy's egging or your ex-wife's egging or your we, – we know you're an enabler, let's be honest. Brian and I are true enablers at heart. That's why we do this show is <laughs> enable people to embrace their inner degenerate. Um, you've got a little bit in that yourself. What sort of led up to that moment? Uh, you know, I, I, I think she had posted something, someone asked, I, I honestly, I mean, my memory is a shit anymore or shits. Um, but I think someone had asked her on the message boards before the Tycon, if she would show her new work that she'd had mm-hmm. done. I, th- I think Boy, did she, yeah, I think she took that there and yeah. Uh, well, you know, what's great about, what's great about Tony specifically is he misses all of it. He Not misses everything. all of it. Do you remember when we remember when we were trying to uh, when when Spoon did the the clone a Willie for <laughs> for his wife and that she was going to try and demonstrate it but we couldn't figure out how to get three people on Skype so I just booted your ass out. Yes. Uh, so yeah, you, you've had a you had a funny way of of not uh, not being around for stuff like that. My favorite this is this was a great one Spoon, uh, which was. Uh, Again, this is when you and your ex were still together. You, uh, you guys came on a trip to Vegas. I guess you were not feeling very well. She wanted to go out. You weren't feeling very well. So you decided to go back to the room, um, you know, just, you know, to, to, to kind of sleep it off. And she's like, fine, then I'll, you know, I'll go out and hang out. And um, correct me if any of this is wrong, but uh, I guess so you had one of those travel aspirins, the kind that come in like the square sort of plastic, you know, plasticky uh containers you know what i mean so you had opened it up popped a couple of aspirin and went to bed just weren't even thinking about it you just threw the aspirin uh wrapper thing on the bed and for whatever reason maybe because she's a little nutty your ex-wife passed a woman in the hall and convinced herself that this woman in the hall was going to your room and the reason you wanted to stay in the room is because you were going to fuck this lady, this random lady in the hall. <laughs> and uh, so totally she goes out. She, yeah, was that? I had totally forgotten all about that. Oh, this and is my were, favorite. No. What the hell are you talking about? But yeah, no. So so you uh, so she goes out. She dances. She gets a little drunk. Whatever. Comes back to the room. Doesn't want to wake you up. You're asleep on the bed. So I was trying to kind of feel her way around in the dark to to get in bed. And uh, I guess places her hand on that discarded aspirin wrapper is convinced it's a condom wrapper. She knew it. It was that bitch in the hall that came in and fucked you. Here's the proof. And she just starts like fighting you. Like, you're woke. You're awoken to be in the middle of this MMA fight for some shit you didn't even do. That was incredible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, that, well, I I think that was the time that that I lost. I I I was feeling well. We went out and hit it hard the, the night before, yeah. and um, I I lost. You know, we were in the Luxor in the pyramid. And I didn't know what the fuck room we were in, 
So oh, I'm, doing, I'm doing loops around the whole, you know, that where you, you're looking down into the casino or whatever. I'm doing loops, and then I then I had to vomit, and so I'm like, do I vomit over to the side? Or, of course. Or side? <laughs> that would have been incredible. <laughs> well, then I, all over the outside little corridor thing there, and, and yeah, I, <laughs> I felt bad about that. And then I, I can't remember if I ended up passing out in the hall I, I, or if I did find the room, but then, yeah, the next night is... As I think the the fake condom wrapper, the <laughs> <laughs> uh, those stories are only funny when you're no longer married to the person who made uh, an insane uh, connection in their head. Um, then, next day, at that time, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That was pretty great. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so so like everybody involved in TAI, you uh, you get a divorce, as did I, as did everybody, and uh, uh, you you then had an interesting sort of uh, uh, path because, and and I kind of want to know a little bit about how how deep this went, but you decided, hey, I'm single. It's been a long time since I've been single. I hear these guys talking about Thailand. Fuck it, I'm gonna give it a shot. And so you actually went to Thailand. You you became part of that little group for a minute. Correct. Yeah. I mean, um, Yo Time and uh, Thai Chicks Rocks. Uh, I just brought it up, and I thought, oh shit, why not? I guess you know. <laughs> um, yeah. I you know never even had any urge to kind of travel outside the U.S. I, but yeah, I went over there, and it was it was uh, it was glorious. <laughs> <laughs> And and I have a I have a theory. I don't know about the other guys, but you know, Phobes hadn't had COVID yet. I, as far as I know, I haven't had COVID yet. So I think you know, both Phobes and I at least got a, our our immune systems boosted by by getting the the world's germs, thereby <laughs> 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 partaking. So. Oh God! Oh my God! That just reminded me of my my other favorite spoon story. Do you know the one I'm talking about, Tom? I n- no. <laughs> Where he he goes to Thailand, he's uh, he's making love to a lo- a lovely lady in Thailand. I've forgotten about this. The, the condom breaks. Oh. The condom breaks. Yes. He starts freaking out that he is going to catch a communicable disease. Communicable disease <laughs> is running around trying to figure out what to do. I, I looks at his bottle of mouthwash, which says it kills ninety nine point nine percent of germs. So <laughs> You filled up a cup and dunked your dick into it. That was was amazing. And clearly it worked. She she actually, because I couldn't finish, and she's like, well, you can take the condom off. And so that was the one that I actually raw dog by choice. The other, I did have one, a condom break in one of the other ones, but... Well, that was my whole April Fool's. As I was gonna say that that chick contacted me just recently <laughs> that I had twin twin daughters. Because of the but I had this. Oh my god, you had some solid. Guys. Oh, next year, and I'll have forgotten about all this by next year. Next year, reach out to Tony and be like, "I'm going to do all these April Fool's jokes." Um, but uh, okay, but now, so I remember that story so clearly. But that was not the end of your like sort of Thai related adventures, was it? No, I mean, I, I, uh, I think I went back. Um, well, I definitely went back for Yotime's wedding. Um, but I think I went back two or three times just to play around again. Um, but then after going to Yotime's wedding and, and seeing the, the, you know, the lack of employment that they have in those villages, uh, they're, you know, they're based rice farmers. And so they're, they're working about two months out of the year and the rest of the time they're looking for things to do. And so, yeah, started up that bit, my business and got the idea, well, shit, I can maybe have the Thai, Thai people do my, do my work or some of my work. And so talk a little bit about your, about the business you, you launched. Now you used to work for the United States postal service. Um, back, back in our day. And I know that that wasn't something that you loved doing. So, so what, what, what is the, what is the business that you launched? Um, so I, you know, those trucks don't have AC in them or at least most of them. So, uh, after the podcast, after the podcast ended, I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with myself now? Uh, 
I don't have anything. You've got a lot of free time on your hands. You no longer have to be beholden to us for three to seven hours a week. Yeah. So I, as I was out in the truck, you know, not listening to the podcast, I got an epiphany about a system to, to cool, cool the seat down. And so I, I ended up inventing this uh, seat cooling system that would, you know, keep you cool as you're in those trucks. And so, yeah, that's what I've been doing ever since. And, that's awesome. um, well, you know, how, <laughs> running, Maybe not. you know, how running a business is, it just becomes such a, the little shit wears you down, like the taxes mm-hmm. and the filing and the business license, you know, just all the mm-hmm. little shit that I wish I could just work in the business, not have to worry about all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, so uh, I, I got to thank Yo Time and his wife. Uh, I went over there and trained trained his wife and a crew of uh, people in the village to to do the seats, and you know they did they did wonderful. And then uh, I needed a second batch made, and they had liked working as a business so much they had started their own little business. So then I had to train a whole new crew the next time to do a, a bigger batch of seats. And yeah, that was, that's an experience to try to train people that, that don't speak your language. And, um, so, but, uh, but yeah. Wow. So you, so you were out there for an extended period of time then, obviously. Yeah, shit. I think I stayed out there for three weeks. The, the first time I don't remember, I don't remember for sure. But, but I, you know, I know there was a time where I actually overstayed my visa and I got a fine when I went to leave. (laughs) because <laughs> they give you 30 but i think i think i hit like 31 days or some bullshit and so they hit me with hit me with a fine on that but uh but yeah that was that's a, that was an interesting experience it wasn't much debauchery at that time although i do have a story about um when i was over there one of the times mm-hmm. um so i got a couple of buddies in washington and and when le- weed was legal uh, you know I don't know if you want me to get into this now or if you got other questions you want to. No, 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 no. I, I am interested. Go for it. <laughs> okay. All right. So when weed, weed was legalized in Washington or whatever, when you needed the doctor thing, uh, they sent me a couple of these uh, edibles. Oh, so I, the first, uh, well, it was before I had resigned from the post office, but then, so I still had these edibles it was like a couple months before. And so I, after when I, the day I resigned from the post office, I'm like, fuck it. I don't need to have to worry about drug tests or anything like that. I'm going to, so I ate half of one. And, and I, I told the one buddy, I'm like, I ate, I just ate half of one. He's like, fuck dude, you're going to, you're going to die. Like, <laughs> take like an eighth of it. Which by the way, is the worst thing you could say to somebody who just ate it. Tell them that shit beforehand. Once they've eaten it and they said, hey, guess what? I just ate half of this brownie. Don't then say, oh, shit, you're going to die because you will immediately start going into a full panic. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's honestly, that one was really mellow. And I, you know, they sent me two different kinds, Uh, the Septiva. And I don't know what the other one, I guess there's, you know, maybe you're more familiar with that, but um so I don't know which one I took. Indica, right, Tony? Yep, Indica. Yeah. Which I yeah. only remember because um, Doug Benson always used to say Indica couch. So that was always the mellow one. Oh. No, that makes sense. Way to go, Doug. Anyway, uh, so, okay, so you got you had the two versions, all right? I took the hat, and, and honestly, the only thing that really kind of happened to me is I got a little bit of paranoia, and I don't, because I was like, holy shit, I just quit the post office. Like, I worked there almost 20 years, and I just fucking walked out today. Like, <laughs> So I got a little bit paranoid and I remember having to jog around the block and shit to kind of calm down. So I didn't have too much of a panic attack, but I just kind of thought, well, shit, my mom, my mom and her husband used to hot box me all the time. Like with weed, uh, when I was younger, (laughs) (laughs) this is not the first time you've been high. (laughs) So I thought, well, shit, I must be immune to this stuff because it it didn't really do anything other than, like I said, the paranoia and that could have just been just the mere fact of what I'd done earlier in the day. So yeah. I put, you know, I had the other half and I, I used to play softball with the with co-ed softball and there. I was just happened to say, yeah, I ate an edible the other night and didn't do shit for me. And there's a lady there that had bad knees and she, she's like, well, I'll take the other half if you don't want it. So I gave it to her and she, she basically said the same thing that it didn't even do anything. Mm. So one of my trips to Thailand, I took 
I took the other one with me mm. and, and I, I just, I kind of thought, well, I'll take it over there. I'll just try it over there. Well, I got to Joe's wife's village or, you know, Joe's village up there. And I just happened to mention to Joe that I had it. And he's like, Holy fuck, dude. You like, you could have been thrown in jail for forever in Thailand. Jesus. For, yep. You know, and I, and I Actually, on that trip, I had passed some drug-sniffing dogs, or you know, in the airport. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of lucky that I didn't get picked out of the line or whatever. To, Jesus so, Christ! So, yeah, so I, I, so I tell him, and I have, and I'm like, well, shit. he's like, yeah, we got to get rid of that. And I'm like, oh, should I just throw in the weeds? What should I do with it? And he's like, well, I'll split it with you. Yeah, of course. That, <laughs> of course, of course, that's the right answer. Throw it in the weeds. I mean, <laughs> you don't need somebody to what? find it in the weeds. Might as well eat what? it. Like with it, because I thought I heard at any one time that they could pull a bus over and and drug test everybody on the bus. Or I don't know. I, I don't know if I heard that or dreamt that or what. But so I, I kind of thought, well, shit, yeah. If it's that big of a crime, I don't want to be drug test. But he just like, yeah, let's just split it. So I took half of it. He took half, and that fucking laid me out for a day and a half. And I don't even think it. I don't think it phased him at all. Mm. So the next night we go, we had, well, the next day we had to go back to Bangkok. So I go and I, that van ride was the most horrendous. I mean, I never puked, but it felt like, I don't know. I just, it really, it did feel like I was going to die. I never got any like highness from it or anything. It just really like, like my liver was hurt. I don't know if it, it, it was my liver, but it was like my one side <laughs> was all, but it, it really fucked me up. And I was like, man. And so the next day I got, we got to Bangkok after the horrible ride. I never did puke, but I felt like I was going to. So I checked in and I went up and slept for a while. And I woke up about midnight and I thought, fuck, I, I probably should go try to eat something. So I stumbled down to the Seven Eleven, picked up some chips. And as I'm walking back, this Indian couple approaches me like an old, old, maybe 50 year old, maybe 50, 60 year old Indian couple approached me and they asked me if I, if I had, um, oh, if I knew of any of the exchanges that were open and it was after midnight, I'm like, oh no, they're, I'm sure they're all closed. And they said, well, you, do you happen to have a $50 bill? And I says, um, I don't think so. It might up in my room. Oh Jesus. <laughs> so of course I'm fucked up still on this damn edible thing. And so I go up to the, or I go to the hotel where I'm just maybe hundred feet from the hotel when they approached me. So I was like, yeah, just come on to, to go up. So they got, they came in and they were going to wait in the lobby. And I was just like, oh, you guys can come on up. Oh my God. This is, yeah. this is going to be the, the world's easiest like rollover of all time. They're like, are you serious? We thought this was going to be harder to steal from you, sir. But okay. They're like, you know, I'm just thinking they're innocent. They're an older couple. You know, I, I just totally, my defenses were weak, obviously. Sure. So I invited my I get in the safe and I, I pull up an envelope full of like three grand. It was somewhere around three grand. This no. And so I, I, I look through it and I'm like, no, nah, just hundreds, no fifties. He's like, can I see that for a second? I, he oh pulled, no. Pulled out, he pulled out a wad of hundreds himself. And so I'm just kind of like, oh, he said, I want to look and see if they're the same. They look different than the ones I have. So oh, I'm no. like, yeah. Or whatever, and then the lady distracts me. She says, "Can you look in the safe again and make sure you don't have any other fifties in there, or any fifties in the safe?" And I'm like, I kind of reach in there, and like, no, no, nothing. And so he hands me back the envelope and says, "Okay, well, thank you for your time." And and and, and yeah, I put it. I just throw it back in the safe. And they said, "Can you walk us down?" And I thought that's kind of fucking weird. Okay, so I I put the money in the safe and I didn't lock it. I just like, well, I'll be right back up. So I I put the envelope back in there. Walked them down. They were out of there like quickly. As soon as I, we the, the elevator hit the bottom floor, they were jetting out of there. And I, oh, thank you, bye bye. And so I'm like, that's fucking weird. So I go up, I go up to my room and I I pull the envelope out and there's like eleven nine nine or eleven hundred dollars missing. I can't remember, but all these guys of this damn edible because I I don't think I would ever. <laughs> so that, that is ridiculous, dude. <laughs> Just hand it over and of course you can compare your money to my money. You know what? You're actually a smart man. Make sure make sure you're not working with forgeries. Glad I could be of assistance. Oh no, dude. Can I just recommend, Spoon, that you don't go back to Thailand because weed is now legal. I feel 
like you could be rolled for a lot more now that weed is legal in Thailand. Well, I swore after that edible, I'm like, I'll never touch this shit again because I, I didn't never want to feel like feel like that again. So, I mean, I, I don't, I, I haven't. I mean, maybe secondhand smoke or something. But uh, <laughs> after I gotta that, tell like, you, oh. my, you know, I've. <sighs> I've messed with it a few times since it's been legal out here. And I, I, maybe it's just cause I've been drinking for so long that I'm used to how that works, but I can't, I'm not good. I'm not good at it. There's been a couple of experiences where literally I take it and then I just go and I lay down and watch a movie and then that's fine. But if I try to do anything, I'm a fucking menace. Like it, I can't, get my shit together. I want it to be over. Like I start panicking. I want it to be over. You're so aware of the fact that you're high and there's nothing that you can do about it. Whereas when you're drunk, it's just like, this is my personality. I'm awesome. (laughs) But when you're, when you're high, you're like, shit, I know I'm high. I don't want to be high anymore. How do I stop being high? Like I, I I, it's for me. Yeah. It's not, it's not for me. I can't, I can't. I'm just, even though I have some in my house right now, I don't, I don't mess with it very often. All I do is just giggle. That's as, I don't get the paranoid thing at all. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do any, I can't do anything with it. Um, all right. So, so, all right, so you, you went back and forth to Thailand. Sounds like you went for some, some business, but, uh, and a little bit of pleasure, but like, did, how, how deep did it go for you? Was it just like, you know, kind of like a, like what Thai chicks used to do? And, and I can't speak, you know, for where he is in his life right now, but back in the day it was like, yeah, you know, he had kind of a regular girl, but it was just a party, party vacation. And then you have guys like, you know, like yo time who, who finds somebody over there and it's a real relationship and he ends up getting married. Where, where did you fall in that? Did you actually connect with somebody or was it strictly just kind of a play vacation when you went? Well, the raw dog, the, uh, raw dog one, I mean, we kind of had a little bit of a relationship, um, I don't know, for a couple months. And then it was just kind of difficult to, I don't know, the, the long distance thing, the time different, you know, it just, and then of course you don't want them out doing what they're, what, what they do for a living. <laughs> yeah. Right. So they agree to stop, but then they're like, well, I need money, you know? So right. kind of comes down to that. And you're like, well, I don't really want to be sending a grand a month or whatever it, it takes to support them. Uh, so you just, I don't know, but so, and then there was, you know, I went over again and I ended up finding another one and we kind of had a thing for a for a couple months and then, um, that broke off. And then, and then I, I met one when I went over for the business, I believe. And then she is actually, in fact, I talked to her today. She's in Japan, uh, with a friend. Um, but she is, her mom's the one that does my seats now her mom runs a crew. And so her and I are, I mean, we were actually going to get married, but she kept forgetting that, that I was neutered, you know? And so, <laughs> because she, oh, was, she needed, she needed babies. She needed, she needed half spoon babies. Well, that's what she really wanted, you know, a half a long baby, you know? And so, yeah, uh, but she, she still hasn't, but she, you know, she keeps saying, well, yeah, I know you're the one for me. I just wish we could have kids. You know, she's told me that a couple times, even recently. And, um, she's a cool chick. I mean, um, a little bit pretentious, at t- but I mean, can all women, all women are kind of be like that. Yeah. But so, so you, so you, uh, <laughs> so you're, uh, uh, have you considered bringing her or any of these ladies over to you or you just haven't gotten to that serious to that point yet? She came over for a visit for about three weeks, but she was sick as fuck for about two of it. I don't know if she caught something on the plane or what, but. Yeah, she was definitely ill. I had to take her to the doctor and everything. She had a fever like 106. And it was nasty. Yeah, so I, I don't know what she... Well, there was one time I went over to Thailand and I thought I was going to die because I caught something on the plane or whatever. And I'm wandering through Chinatown trying to find supplies and I had a real high fever and about passed out. And so, yeah, I thought... I, <laughs> so, I don't know. There's then, something on the planes maybe <laughs> when you're traveling. And then you, grab, then you grab some Listerine and the whole thing ended up fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, all right. Well, that that's that's crazy. So let's kind of talk about where you are now. So I, I'm guessing then you're still single. Then if if you haven't uh, settled down with you know these any of these Thai ladies, are you are you a single dude or dating? What's your what's your situation now? Yeah, completely single. Not even really looking. I mean, you know, you asked Phobes that the other day, and I'm kind of like, yeah, when you get older like this, it's like you're set in your ways and. 
trying to trying to have trying to have someone else fit into in her style of life and I, you know with my gambling and all that um i don't know i it just i'm happy but i'm not uh, my life right now is kind of weird uh <laughs> let's talk about that what is weird what what could possibly be weird to you because everything that has happened in your life since i've known you both married and single has been weird so if you're actually saying hey where i'm at right now is weird like what could that possibly mean <laughs> well i've kind of become a, an in-home caretaker if you want to put it that way um I'm not having to wipe asses or anything, but I'm kind of responsible for another human being right now. And uh, it's kind of put a damper on, uh, on my life. And I don't, I don't know. Well, so, so wait, where, where, where are you living? Not in Utah. So I, I can tell you that much. What's that? You're not in Utah anymore. You're in Nevada, aren't you? <laughs> oh no. So to back up, I, I was in Utah. I, the landlord at the build business building I was at was going to raise the the rent like five fifty a month. Uh, I just kind of thought, shit, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to pay that and stay here. And my dad had just had a stroke uh, recently, and so I, I was kind of taking care of him a little bit. <clears throat> but I, he lived an hour away from my shop, so I'm like, well, I need to find close. Come down to Miss. Uh, I came down for a trip to Vegas, Mesquite. I stayed at Mesquite, and I, I, I kind of liked Mesquite when I, when I came, and I, and I talked to my dad, and I, I said, "Dad, you want to move down here or down to Mesquite?" I said, "It's a lot warmer. You'd probably enjoy it better." Um, and he said, "Sure, yeah, let's do it." And and so I, I moved two truckloads of my business down, and then I said, "Well, you're going to start getting your stuff together, right?" And he 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 said, "I decided not to go." So I'm already locked into a lease down here and I was thinking, fuck now what? Cause I, I still, he still needs care. And so luckily the counties kind of offer some programs or they have people coming in. But, but anyway, um, where the fuck was I even going with this? Uh, yeah. So when I moved down here, I, the plan was, was he was going to move down here. We're going to sell his house, uh, and get a place here. And then we'd both live there. I'd take care of him. Well, that since he didn't come, then I, I had had this place, and I thought, well, shit, I, I don't want to be paying another pr- prices for like <clears> four <throat> a month just for a for a place that would accept pets. And I'm like, well, I'm already paying almost two grand for this building. Well, I just thought, well, I'll just stay there and I'll just keep looking. Well, I happened to run into a couple of ladies at this park I'd go to, and uh, I talked to them, and I said, hey, you guys know anywhere that rents places for pets that's reasonable? And they said, oh, we don't really know. And then anything, and we'll keep our eyes out. Well, two days later, the one lady approached me and says, well, you know, my husband died two years ago. Um, and I, I live in a three-bedroom house. So, you're, you know, I'd be, well, you're welcome to rent one of my rooms. And I said, oh, shit, that'd be great. You know, you don't mind if mm-hmm. I have my dog. I said, yeah. So, um, so then I, I moved in and then I went to pay her. And she's like, you know what? I, I just enjoy the company so much you don't need to pay me to live here. And I thought, well, shit, that's nice of you, you know, but what I didn't realize is that, you know, she's a, she drinks a lot. Like starting <laughs> in the afternoon. And, and then by the time that her normal bedtime is, is like eight, she's pretty plowed. And I, I think I'm not, shit, you're not since she, since I've lived here, she's probably fallen at least 25 times. <laughs> You know what I love about this story? Hold on. I'll let let you get back to this. What I love about this story, Tony, is I would have lost a lot of money betting on who he was taking care of. So he's talking about his dad had a stroke. I'm like, oh, I see. He's taking care of his dad. And then he's like, oh, no, it's not his dad. And then he starts talking about his dog. I'm like, oh, I bet he's got like a dog, a sick dog. Nope, it's not the dog. It's a fucking random drunk lady that he lives with. Well, I just love how classic Spoon this story was because it was t- it was heading down a path of a phobe story. It was the ultimate mooch story. We thought it was going to have to do nothing, just live in this place, rent free. Everything was working out perfectly for him. And then it took a classic Spoon turn where it ends up being so fucking complicated. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so basically... You, you spend a good portion of your day just like making sure that this 
random alcoholic woman in whose house you live in is still breathing and not at the bottom of the stairs or something. Mainly at night. I mean, like KGB from the show was in town uh, for, for a few days and I was able to meet up with him, with him once. But the other two nights I was kind of like, ah, she's kind of drunk. She doesn't act like she's going to bed anytime soon. Cause sometimes I let her, you know, I want to make sure she's in bed and then I'll go head out or something. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it, sometimes she'll stay up till 10 or 11. And it's like, how in the world are you even still? Well, like one night I was watching the games and uh, you know, she sits at the kitchen table and plays her iPad nonstop or whatever. What's she drink? I just out of curiosity. What's her, what does she drink? Uh, she mixes between vodka and tequila. She kind of mixes all kinds of shit. I don't know. Sometimes I see her pouring grapefruit juice in there. Sometimes it's cranberry. I mean, she just, she has a variety of stuff. And so, um, that's cool. <laughs> but she seems kind of awesome. Is she, is she an older woman? Like how old a lady are we talking about? Yeah. She's like, she's close to 80, I believe. Okay. So, uh, so we haven't had any uncomfortable moments where she wants you to bang her while she's drunk. Hey, spoon didn't uh, say that yet. I didn't. <laughs> no comment. On that. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Come on, Brian, you know, spoon, he's an attractive gentleman, at least compared to the, he's handsome, us. but I mean, I didn't, I listen, I didn't know what kind of relationship they had. All I know is my odds of getting laid go way up when alcohol is involved. So I'm just thinking if you got a lady, that's <laughs> drunk all the time. It has to have, uh, like the, the situation has had to have come up at some point. I, I haven't done anything. I promise you on that, but let's, uh, yeah, I don't, we'll I don't just leave it. it. Okay. Fair. <laughs> I think you've said plenty. I think I got, I think I got it. All right. Well, so rent free thing thinking maybe it'll be a trade off or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, after a certain episode, I, I said, I got to move out. I can't deal with this, you know, <laughs> like, uh, but I, I'll move back to my shop. I didn't, you know, so yeah, but it actually, she stopped it. And I thought, man, she's going to get drunk, you know, again, it's going to try, she's going to propose, you know, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> Another so, indecent proposal. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Well, listen, you're a better man than me, Spoon. I I can't promise that if I had been single as long as you'd been single and an 80 year old drunk woman was like, you know, you can keep living in my house rent free if you, and I'd be like, yeah, maybe I'm just saying, I think about it. You're, you're, you clearly have higher standards. Um, wow. Okay. So is that, is that still your current situation or did you have to get out of there? No, I'm I'm still here, and uh, in fact, while well, she thanks me every single night, she's like, I cannot thank you enough for for living here and keeping me company, and you take care of my dog, and uh, you know, just she she really, I think she'd be pretty devastated if I moved out. So now I'm like, fuck, I'm kind of stuck here now. I don't. She doesn't have any family. Um, she's pretty wealthy, so I mean, if I was if I was looking to mooch off her, in fact. She, she offered to pay, pay a bunch of my debt off. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't feel comfortable about that. I just, you know, I'll work through it. Um, in fact, I, well, so I got into the crypto world and I ended up getting, getting my ass kicked in that, um, after the market. Uh. And so, yeah, so I ended up losing Well, I was up. In fact, that was one of the reasons I decided to move down here because my business was kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make a living on this, doing this much longer. So I kind of got dabbling in crypto and I was making pretty good money flip, you know, swing trading, um, you know, and then the bottom fell out. But that was when I had decided to move down, down here. Cause I'm like, shit, I, I can just do this. And my business is kind of, you know, on the side and I can just do it more as a hobby than anything. Um, but yeah, that fell through. I ended up losing, I ended up losing about 60,000 in crypto. Mm. Uh, you know, of course, I put that on credit cards because I, you know, how I uh, how I've had in my past before the semi episode and all that. Um, sure, I remember. I remember well. <laughs> right, right. So uh, I just kind of thought, well, shit, if these credit cards are going to offer me zero percent interest for a year, I'm going to take it and make money with it. Why, you know, what? Who can lose on that? I like how you were like, if these if these rubes are just going to give me this interest free money. I'll take it and teach him a valuable lesson. Oh, spoon. They offer you about 
for, you know, 18 months or whatever, and you pay yeah. that fee, it's like, it's like free money, but only if <laughs> you don't lose your ass in the crypto market. So, so I, I pulled all that out and I ended up, I ended up doubling what I, what my bankroll is, you know, I had a pretty good football season. So, um, so now yeah, so the, the, the gambling though. So is this, I know for a while you were, you were kind of doing a little bit of a bookmaking situation. Are you still doing that? Or is your gambling just like, this is just you, you versus, you know, the house now you're just, you're just gambling. Yeah. It's just me versus the house. I, I quit that other thing years ago, but, um, okay. yeah. So it's, you know, I've just had some pretty good luck. Um, in fact, your favorite place banned me from using their app. So, um, I, I didn't realize, I didn't know, I didn't understand what the hell I did wrong, but yeah, I went into, I went into place a bet on the app once and it said my login wasn't correct. And I called them up and they said, well, we're sorry you've been banned. You're welcome to come and get your money. So yeah, that was interesting. Does it just have something to do? Do you think these places just kind of all, I mean, that has to be it, right? Like all these different places talk to each other and they find like people that are, you know, maybe using all of the apps and, you know, for, for large bets or something like that. I mean, I, I don't know, you would know more about this than me, but I know that they're not, they're not looking to get rolled over by someone who actually knows what they're doing. They want a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, uh, fat losers that are watching, you know, football to just, you know, compulsively bet on the favorites, uh, all Sunday. That's, that's their goal. So Brian Malika types. Yeah, me. That's why I won't have, that's why I don't have it. I had the app. I burned through like 150 bucks. I'm like, I can't have the app. I have to just delete the app. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what the, the, well, I was hoping to talk to the head, head manager when I went in, but, uh, there was a lady there and I said, do you, can you tell me what happened? And she says, usually it's from betting both sides. And I thought, well, I, I certainly haven't done that on that with them. I may have bet with one side with them and then, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, at the other side with another book, but that's where it was like you said, they, they, they must share information. Um, I do a little bit of arbing here and there, but it's, it's kind of like, that's usually when I get lazy is I'm like, I don't really want to do the work. I'll just, yeah. I'll just outlines that there, there's a little bit of a gap and or what, you know, but, uh, I, I don't understand what's wrong with that. If your lines are sharp, then, you know, you shouldn't, you're going to win more money than the other book. So unless they just must think, I don't know. Uh, it was pretty frustrating. Kind of threw me for a loop, but where I what I'm getting from all of this spoon is uh, I don't know that you've learned many lessons in your life other than don't get married. I feel like you learned that that lesson you learned, <laughs> but other than that, I feel like you're just rolling the dice on life right now. And I'm not and I'm not uh, you know harsh on it at all. If uh, if if you are happy, I think that that uh, that that's great. Um, you know, again, kind of going back to to what, you know, you were saying about the conversation we had with Phobes and, and again here with you, like you have to make a decision. You want to live the life, you know, that, that you're living and not have headaches and problems and you have to change who you are. That's also that was my dad's philosophy. Lord knows. Uh, or. Do you want to go another route and, and, you know, do the, you know, do the, the wife, the family thing, uh, you know, in your, in your case, do it again. In my case, do it again. Um, and, uh, and listen, there's pros and cons to both. And if, if, if you're happy, then I say, go with it. Now, has it occurred to you or, or have you spoken to your, your landlord lady? Like if God forbid she were to, to kick the bucket, what were to happen? Do you guys have had that conversation at all? Or are you just going to wait and see? No, actually, that was one of the things that she literally went and had her will changed. Oh, boy. To allow me to live in this house as long as I wanted. And I'm like, well, I don't even know if I want to live in Mesquite another day. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was really nice. And she's talked about somehow freeing the house from the trust and just signing it over to me. And I'm just like, I don't know if I feel right about that. She hates the people that are on the trust now that, as the current beneficiaries or whatever. So uh, if I pressed her on her, she would do it. But I'm just like, I, I don't feel right about that. I mean, I, I do nice things for her, but I certainly don't deserve a house or, or a bunch of money or whatever. But um, Sounds like you deserve it more than whoever these people that are going to get it are doing. They ain't picking her, her drunk ass up when she falls down. Well, that's... Uh, 
that's really probably true. And they're actually her ex-husband's children and she never liked them. They never liked her. Uh, so it's kind of a weird situation because I'm like, well, yeah, I stole her. Why don't you just set up it so it'll go to a charity of your choice or something that you can, you know, like be happy with this, where it's going after you're like, rather just give it to you. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what kind of strings are going to be attached to, to, you know. Well, let me, let me ask you this. And I don't know if you'd be comfortable having this conversation with her, but do you think she'd be interested in co-hosting a podcast once a month? <laughs> because she sounds amazing. Like <laughs> <laughs> she's got a great sense of humor. Um, I would, I would imagine. Uh, oh, that's great. See, I thought well, you were I, going I, to take a different tack with that, Brian, and get the property signed over to your real estate uh, business. But, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> everyone, they can live there as long as they want. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a patient man. Um, okay, wow, so there it is. So, so I mean, I, I don't know how far ahead, you know, uh, you, you think in, in your life, but... I mean, uh, you're, you know, I know that you're, uh, you're a dad, but your sons must be, must be a, an older, you know, kid by now, right? I mean, how old is your son at this point? Yeah, shit, he just turned 22 on Saturday, so. Yeah, I mean, so he's a, oh man, wow, that's crazy to think about, but okay. Um, like, I don't have a fucking 15-year-old in my house that uh, <laughs> I remember being a baby while I was doing this show, so time works weird. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, your, your child's a grown man at this point. You know, he doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't need you on a full-time basis. So, like, have you thought about what, what your next step is going to be? I mean, you know, if, if you were to move out of Mesquite, where would you go? I mean, would you, you know, would, would you... Are you going to download Tinder? Like, what's uh, what's what's the future look like for you? I or we're just I, not I, there. I, no, that's where I'm. Like, my life's kind of a wreck right now because I just don't even <laughs> I don't even know where my future lies because I'm just like, well, she's clearly declining. Like, her memory is I don't know if she's got some dementia setting in or what. You oh man. But she literally can't, like, I cooked some stew the, a couple weeks ago, and she's like, I don't remember that. You know, like, first of all, she I doesn't I, remember I, your stew. Well, <laughs> it's, all right. Well, no, she, she actually, so, you know, when you live with somebody, you, you, you notice their hygiene habits. And so whenever she offers to cook for me, I'm like, eh, you know, it's kind of like, you've seen that Steinfeld episode with the, when he goes in the bathroom and the guy's, comes out of the shitter and doesn't wash his hands and then he's working the yeah. pizza dough. You remember that? So, <laughs> yeah. Kind of the feeling I get when she's working on any kind of food that I'm going to have to eat. Like she made some, some vegetable soup tonight and I was kind of like, uh, at least it was like high temperature and killed off whatever. Oh boy. <laughs> got on her hands, you know. But anyway, Those... Those dinners must be something else. Tony, write that down if we do bonus content again. <laughs> Spoon's got to film a dinner. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, wow, man, that's crazy. So you're just, you're just kind of content to say, like, my life's kind of a mess right now. I'm just going to let it be a mess and see sort of what, what you know, what the universe brings me. I, I honestly don't know what direction to head because I'm like, I clearly can't leave her because – and I'm very convinced that if I hadn't have moved in when I did, she'd already be passed away because of her falls. Well, I was telling you that I was watching TV one night, and all of a sudden I just hear this big thud. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? Turn around, and she had just fell on a, fallen asleep in her chair and just fell face first onto the tile. And I, 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 it was like, a, you know, if you drop something on the tile or whatever, you hear that. And it was her head. I'm like, oh, no. Sometimes, like, I was, she awoken me, awaken, I hear this yelling in the night and, I, and I'm like, what the hell? And, and she had fallen in her bathroom and I go in there and there's blood everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God, what you know, that's, that's what I would be afraid of. Like, you don't need this lady to get like, you know, fall down, get bloody. And then here's you, this guy that's just sort of been around, uh, with a, with a shady past and you can't really explain your role in her life. Like that's a, that's a scary, that's a scary thought. Well, exactly. Even like, even just what she put in the wheel. I'm like, if she, something happens to her, I'm going to get fucking blamed. <laughs> a million percent. You know, like you, you, you hear that all the time. Oh, well, somebody's in a wheel and they knock the part, you know, so I'm like, 
that was a, that was a, actually that's one of the main reasons I don't want her to put me. I was kind of uncomfortable with her putting that shit in the will about me living here. Yeah. But, but yeah, she would bill me over some money or something. I'm like, fuck that. No, I I can't have that because <laughs> I if if something happens to you, I'm gonna give be the first one they point a finger at. And I'm like. Especially if it's a bloody situation like that, you know, <laughs> old, so she falls and it's easy to split skin when you're that age. And so, yeah, it's, uh, I, luckily I have some recordings of her, you know, when she's drunk stuff, so I can, I can say, <laughs> <laughs> And this is not sounding any better for you. I've this got to say, you've got recordings, so you can manipulate. I got to say, yeah, exactly. Like, here's what you look like, uh, officer. <laughs> um, Although now hearing all of this situation, I think the leap to how you end up with the piss jug becomes a lot clearer. Talk to me about how you decided that you were going to be a piss jug guy. (laughs) Well, to be honest, I don't use the piss jug now because I have a nice bathroom that's that's 20 feet from my bed. So <laughs> I don't use it now. Um, if my bathroom is further away. So, okay. So the backup, obviously I used the piss jug when I was a mail carrier, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so long story short, I, I made a bad business deal. When I first started my business, I ended up losing the house that I had. So I had to sell that. And so I was living in the warehouse that I had in, in Layton. Um, okay. And the bathroom was literally, well, okay, so back up there again. Uh, I wasn't really allowed to live there, and so... I was going to say, the bathroom at the warehouse was not for your use, is what I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I mean, it was my own bathroom or whatever, but... Um, yeah. But, so to back up, though, I wasn't supposed to live there, and so... I would literally leave like four nights a week and I would go take my van to the train station. I would sleep in the train station parking lot. Well, no place to piss, especially when it's 20 degrees outside. I don't want to, you know, so I like, Oh shit, I'll just use my piss jug. Uh, You know, I'll wake up in the night, piss like I, you know, like I need to do or whatever. Um, and that, so, so then when I would sleep at the warehouse, I'm like, why the fuck am I walking clear down the stairs to go to the bathroom when I can just piss on my piss jug and dump it in the, in the morning. And so I was kind of like, this is kind of handy. Well, one night when I was sleeping at the train station, I pissed in the piss jug and I, I, I reached for the lid and I'm holding it with the other hand. Oh, no. You know, it's 20, it's, it's literally 20 degrees outside. And I dumped the whole fucking bottle worth in my sleeping bag. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Good God! Well, that's that's the bad part about the piss jug is if you get Tim, Tim will make sure you got a good grip, good grip. Because if you're pissing near your bed and, and and then trying to put the lid on, yeah, shit can happen. And so, yeah, that was oh a, my God. Well, that was a nice sleeping bag too because it was like really insulated and shit. that's how I could sleep when I was twenty degrees. And uh, so I uh, yeah, I just I, I was like, this won't fit in any fucking washing machine, so. Like, well, do I take it to a dry cleaner and say, yeah, I got piss all over this? What what is your policy on removing urine from a sleeping bag? Um, Wow. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, listen, I'm at that age where, like, my night table, I have, you know, I have waters. Like, I have a whole whole ecosystem going on on my nightstand. I can't also have a big ass jug of urine, something's going to go wrong. Something's going to go wrong. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, as we had stated, when we first found out about the piss jug, there is no woman that will tolerate a piss jug. She, uh, she doesn't, she doesn't want to know what your circumstances are. She doesn't care. There will not be a jug of urine in the bedroom. Yeah. As cool as, cool as my ex was, yeah, I think even she would have been like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Come on, enough with, the, enough with the, the jar of piss, dude. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> I, wow. I do have one last question relating to your ex. It's not her specifically, but a family member of hers. Have mm. you heard from your brother-in-law lately, Spoon, the one we had to use the voice changer on? <laughs> he's quite a coxman, so I'm sure he's uh, he's been spreading his seed across America, but... Uh, do you know anything about about his whereabouts or what he's up to? That's a fair question. Yeah, Y2K asked me that uh, 
a few weeks ago and I said, yeah, I, I don't have any updates on any, anybody there as far as her family or anything. So in fact, I heard he's getting a divorce now from her. So I guess, uh, that's interesting. You think you're saying your ex is getting a divorce? Yeah. Yeah. She married a, another guy and then, yeah, they're getting divorced now. Mm. Well, I'm certainly, uh, I'm, I'm certainly sorry to hear that. Uh, but, uh, so, yeah, I know. I, I know how that. I get it. <laughs> absolutely, you don't wish it on him, but you also don't not wish it on him. Um, so, so yeah, I know how that goes. I wished only the best for her. You know, I mean, we're, we're still we're still good friends and stuff. So, I don't yeah. know exactly. Well, that's good. What happened? You're you're the, you're less petty than you're Brian. Good, you're a good man. You're a good man, Spoon, and uh, I uh, I am excited to see where your journey goes. I uh, I don't know. I unlike Phobes, I feel like you've got you've got a place in your heart for some love. I think you've got some love to give. Uh, I, I, maybe you're just not quite ready to adapt. You know your life uh, to fit somebody else in it right now. But I'm not ruling it out for you. I think I think there's a I think there's a chance. This uh, that this whole crazy thing, maybe give it a couple more years, and this uh, this Thai lady that uh, that wants to have uh, half white babies will be like, all right, fuck it, I'll just well, I'll just settle for a uh, for for a, a white penis, and we'll just leave it at that. And, now, uh, and maybe things can be and reversed. maybe it all comes around. Spoon, is there any chance you can no, get no, a no, reversal? No, 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 he's not doing that. He's not reversing it. Stop it. Just a thought. Oh, it actually. Yeah, but I, I heard after so many years, it's pretty much useless to do that because your body creates antibodies against the sperm or something. So, we but we had really considered trying that, and I just kind of thought, well, that seems like a lot of pain to possibly work. I think, I think at the point that we had decided to maybe, or we had thought about that, it was it was like seven years or something after I'd done it. I can't remember, but it was. But also. Low percentage that it would even work, and so fair enough. Yeah. And I mean, and I'm and I'm sure if she wanted a baby this bad, that she would, you know, she'd be doing the heavy lifting. But you don't want to start from scratch. I mean, that does leading up to me getting a vasectomy was basically a couple years of me just like saying to my wife, like, you don't, you don't really want us. You want what you want is to hold a baby. Let's go find a friend with a baby. Like, let's make a friend a pregnant <laughs> friend. Because I don't. Like the reality of starting from scratch, like we, we don't have to wipe asses anymore. Like, you know, we're still in it where my kids are small, you know, I still have to be involved in their lives and, you know, I'm doing homework and other shit that's annoying, but they can eat on their own. They can wipe their own asses. They can do all of those things. Uh, they can communicate the stuff that, uh, that, that they want to communicate starting from zero would be an absolute nightmare. So I think, I think you're doing the right thing. Uh, spoon, listen, we're going to chat again. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you are at the very least living a life that suits you. Uh, I, uh, I hope that we can connect next time you come through Vegas and, uh, and look, man, um, just uh, let's. Uh, most importantly, I'm I'm happy that you're just using the restroom. Uh, <laughs> is there is there any last things that that you'd like to you'd like to say before we kind of wrap up this uh, this chat? Well, uh, you know, I had made a, li- a a list of my favorite things for the show. Uh, somebody I left off that I, I haven't heard anyone uh, anyone bring up is what the hell's up uh, with E. Carols nowadays. Mm. It's a great question. Yeah, I think I think I, I will be uh, uh, a little behind the scenes, but yeah, I'm going to be reaching out to Ikaros. I don't know if he would be willing to come on. I do know that he uh, is living a little bit more of a prestigious life these days. Yeah, he's not he uh, just a uh, Biden appointee these days or something. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, he's he's got a prestigious job, and I don't know if he wants to talk about uh, banging strangers with blindfolds, but I think that's great. I actually have your list, and next week I'll do a little sneak peek. Uh, sneak peek. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, a little sneak peek next week, uh, Tony. When me and you talk, I am going to talk a little bit about my most recent gig. I have another embarrassing story to tell. This one's uh, boner pill related, and uh, and I'm actually going to be taking one of your uh, one of your memories that you wanted shared. So our walk down memory lane next week is going to be uh, the uh, the Ballad of Tommy Dutch and Fire Girl. 
so we're gonna so we're gonna talk a little bit about how that whole thing went. Oops, that uh, that whole thing went down. The uh, <laughs> talk about boner pills. Did you just see my microphone just go limp right there? <laughs> just, that was the saddest thing I've ever seen. Uh, but yeah, the, we're gonna talk about the the love triangle. We'll talk about the green door. Uh, so yeah, we're uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about that. But uh, I am I'm trying to do uh, you know. Less blast from the past as far as like you know memories, but we still got to share. There were too many. There were too many good ones. We still got it. We still got to get to them at, at some point or another. But uh, yes, good note. I will. Uh, I will. Yes, I will be reaching out to Ikeros and hope. Hopefully, he's up for it. Uh, all right. I think that's going to do it, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week. Me and Tony are going to catch up on a few things. Uh, final words, Tony. Uh, it's great having you on again, Spoon. You're always full of complexity. <laughs> and spoon any 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 final thoughts yeah i'm just uh i'm really tickled that the show's back it's uh it's great to hear you guys uh you just when it's just you two even it's just you know great banter and brian you always made me laugh so i really appreciate you guys bringing the show back and uh it's like i, I think i mentioned to you i'm like shit if you would have somehow kept this going with with the popularity of some of these podcasts now i mean who knows where this show would have been if you had <laughs> been able to Way to remedy. Listen, if if, if you yeah, if you, if you keep that. talking about that, I'm gonna end up living with an old lady. So let's just uh, let's just say thank you so much for the kind words. Uh, I look forward to having you back on very soon, and everybody else will talk to you next week. Bye.